What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 187. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm here with Adam. This week we watched Halloween. And it's just Halloween, right? Yeah, 2007. 2007 Halloween. Rob Zombie's Halloween. We've got three films in this franchise named the same motherfucking thing, you know? Yeah. This has just been a month of fucking Halloween. Like, I yeah. feel like I've seen them all. Uh, There's a few I haven't seen. I mean, we're getting there. After I know? watched this one, it made me want to watch the next one. Yeah, right. The I mean, next Rob Zombie one. What happens, though. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, it was like watching a Halloween movie that the same guy that directed uh, Devil's Rejects did. Like, y'all see that yeah. kind of had the shots, the yeah, that Devil's Rejects kind of vibe. I like the yeah, way well, he shoots a movie. I Real too. dirty. Yeah, I like the way I like the way he shoots his movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, that real seventies kind of. Well, it did add to Halloween, but also like the shots, the cinematography, all that stuff added to it. <clears throat> and to me, there's certain things that that took away from it. Uh, but it doesn't have anything to do with 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 the way that it was shot. I'll say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could see the like the the Rob Zombie shots, like when the guy was. Um, asleep on the chair when he was gonna cut his throat, and he's yeah. doing that shit where it was showing him in the background, and yeah, you know a lot of those shots like that. Like, and we got to see a lot of our favorite Rob Zombie characters. Yeah, right. Pretty much I mean, everybody. They all, yeah, I mean, it's not a Rob Zombie movie if fucking Sherry Moon Zombie's yeah. not in it for at least a fucking quarter of the film. You know now, what I mean? I've heard a lot of people say this, so this is just not me, but. Do you guys do you does she like overact just a little bit? Oh yeah. Just a little. She gets way too into it. Well, like whenever she comes home and the whole family's dead. Yeah. And they bring the girl out and she's just like, ah it's like, didn't you see that shit when you went in the house? Yeah. Like, the, whole, the whole high pitched um frantic acting crazy yeah trashy white girl shit man that's always been cringy well it, it worked for her in devil's rejects house of a thousand corpses because yeah. she was that character that you love to hate yeah. out of that whole group you know uh-huh um but in this it just didn't transition yeah like whenever she would slow down and her moments with michael yeah, when he was a child that was great. He should have been like, honey, I need you to do this the whole movie. Just take it down just a notch, maybe two. Until like the reveal happens. Yeah, low and slow. Yeah, I mean, because. We get it. You know how to freak out. Yeah, we've seen you freak out. That was the one that bothered me when she was like. And I think that her overacting was so bad the second time she did it, whenever they came in and he had killed the nurse. Probably yeah. just cut the fucking audio. <laughs> yeah, right. Cut the audio. She ruined it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But what? how do y'all feel about his version of the origin? I don't mind it. You know, like in I... this movie, we we see Michael talk quite a bit. 
Yeah. He says, you know, he's a, he's an animal killer. But then, you know, like the guy said, the doctor, like it was a perfect storm, dude. Yeah. Dad wasn't there. Had a shitty stepdad, bloody sister. Mom's a damn stripper. I mean, yeah. you're going to be, and then everybody knows it's small town. Yeah. Just, you know. Well, the, the thing that I always thought was interesting about zombies take on it was being able to like profiling Michael from a child all the way up until adulthood and how his experiences growing up and then him being placed into confinement really fucked with him bad enough where it just pushes oh, yeah. him off the deep end. And I, that's something that I really enjoyed about the movie is yeah. seeing that transition, seeing that because I mean, he acted like a kid, mm-hmm. like whenever he first got put in there and he's having those conversations with Loomis, like he's acting like a kid. Yeah. And then he's like, I want to go home. Can I go home today? And he's like, not today, Michael, you know, and you can kind of blame Loomis a pretty decent amount, actually, um, for the way that he ended up turning out, in my opinion, because Loomis knew that he wasn't never, he was never going to get out of there. Yeah, never. I mean, he murdered a family. He came off very unsympathetic. Yeah. Well. He's a child. It kind of goes along with the book, man. I mean, you know, he knew what he was going to do. He he studied yeah, yeah. this kid, and you know, and that's yeah. why the one cop was like, "What do you say, blood money? What do you call his book?" Yeah, but yeah, blood money. A little cash but, grab. Yeah, but you know, I think that whole relationship of the film or of both films with Loomis and Michael. And giving us more of that backstory uh, of how he's brought up, it takes away the concept or really the mystery behind him and this whole logic that Michael's just pure fucking evil, you know? Yeah. How creepy well, they it, the kid they picked to play. How creepy that kid! Like he, you know what yeah. I mean? Like real blind, pale. Yeah. Uh, I was like it was, you know. Yeah. He'll slam his door and start singing the Dio. Yeah. He's fucking Kickapoo, ain't he? That's who he reminded me of. He does kind of look like that kid. But no, like they, they try to humanize Michael. A little more so than the other movies. Yeah, because in all the other films, like Michael Myers is just a force of, he's a fucking hurricane. He's a tornado. He is this force of nature that's going to show up fuck everything up, no rhyme, no reason, and then he's going to dip the fuck out, right? Yeah. In this, they gave him a little bit more motive. They yeah. gave him a little bit more... It's it's like watching a Halloween movie through the eyes of Michael Myers. Through the perspective of Michael Myers in a lot of ways. Because you see, you know, with the inclusion of, like, his baby sister and all this kind of stuff, you kind of see more of his motivation and what kind of what he's trying to do and what his purpose and goal is and all this kind of stuff, but how fucked up his brain is, you know, from the events that happened, from the things that he's done and from the way that he was being treated by everyone around him. So it's, it's, it's easy to feel sorry for him in this film when it's easy to fear him in the rest of the films because of the force of nature that he is. Kind of like what they like they how they did in the Joker movie. Yes, I give you a little, you know. Yeah, you see why yeah. he's fucked up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the things that kind of took me out of the movie this time around, as opposed to when I first watched this film, because I went to the movies and watched this, of course, you know, 2007. I was like, right. I wasn't even 18 yet. I snuck in or something. Huh. But um, the kids, man, the modern day kids were, I was glad that every one of those motherfuckers died. Yeah. Because there's like, and it sh- it kind of shows you how how it's culturally changed a lot because like Lori and her friends like un like I understand that there had to be victims and all that stuff but you kind of felt sorry for the fact that they died the way that they died in the original Halloween and this one I'm like I can't wait until Michael shows up and kills these fucking annoying bitches yeah there you was know? only a few people that I'm like damn like when he fucked up machete that dynamic change was obvious too man and I and I think it's got a lot to do with with, you know, the past 10 years of movies, we've kind of been rooting for those bad guys, the people who do fucked up shit and get away with it. Yeah. Like the Walter Whites, you know. Yeah. All the villains with questionable, with more morally questionable yet relatable motives. Yeah. You know, you got the popularity of shows like Dexter, where he's a serial killer, but he's a good guy. Yeah. Because this came out, this came out right in the middle of that, you know. Yeah. But there's only a few people that I was like, "Damn, not him." Yeah. Fucking machete, dude. Yeah. He was always good to him. I mean, he told the guy, "Don't fucking touch his shit. Don't mess with him." You know. He's coming yeah. over there. It's all right, Mike. I've been on the walls before. You know, you just got to get in your head. And he was always good to him. But the reason they did that is like they just show you how far gone he is. Like, yeah, none of that matters. Well, this do you think? Psychopath. Do you think that if if they would have kept that, um, if they if he wouldn't have killed Machete, right, Danny Trejo, if he would have spared his life, what do you? How do you think that that would have changed? the view of the character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it would have like, cause you know, at least because, he's got, he, there's something still in him. Yeah. You know, that would well, do that's something like, like that. That would spare life, but not I, this motherfucker. To, well, to me that, to me, it makes more sense. It would have made more sense in the context of the film. If they would have spared his life because he doesn't he kill his sister. Him. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. The only and people he, he didn't kill was his mom. He kind of killed her, but not, you know. Yeah, indirectly. He didn't kill his sister. And well, I mean, really is. I think another you could if you had done that, then it would have been this movie's version of the baby sequence from the Danny McBride sequel. Yeah. Yeah, when he looked at the baby but, and walk him. But when you really think about it, what makes it even creepier is it's Michael knows it wasn't a threat to him. Yeah. It wasn't a matter of, you know what I mean? It wasn't a matter of, oh, it's a baby. I have a heart. I'm not going to kill a kid. It's, you know, this thing isn't doing anything. You know, it, almost like, uh, I don't know, it's weird. Oh, but I see what you're saying, though. 
But when he was drowning him, dude, and every time he brought him up, he's like, I was good to you. I was good to you, Mike. Yeah. Like, damn, man, you're going to kill him. He'll let you fucking walk. That's what he should have done, though. Like, when he saw that Mike was loose, he should have killed all those people. He should have been like, all right, dude, here's the fucking keys. Yeah. Uh, Adios. Yeah. And then another character, man, that I hated to see go, but he had to because we had to acquire a jumpsuit was Big Joe motherfucking Grizzly, dude. Yeah, Let me drop right. his beast in peace. Yeah. That dude was funny, yeah, right. man. Yeah. He said, Let me drop oh. this beast in peace, brother. I mean, it's a classic <laughs> zombie throwback. But he you know had what to mean? get his damn. Yeah. Got a little knife off of him, got him a jumpsuit, boots. Yeah. He's ready to fucking fuck him up. And Malcolm McDowell, like, could they have picked a better person to play Loomis? Yeah, he did. I mean, and he was a shithead. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing. Like, you didn't really get those vibes quite as much in the original, you know, in that first film. Because, like, he knows that Jason's a, or Jason, Michael Myers is a force of nature and, like, that he's not going to stop. And then he's going to show up and at least try to stop him. Because he knows that he's just going to continue to kill and kill and kill, and I think later in some of those films we've get we get where he, you know, writes a book or something like that, like years after. Yeah. But, um, but no, like just the fact that him explaining to a child that committed all these things that doesn't that says he doesn't remember committing these murders, right? And and tells him like blatantly up front, like. Well, you're never going to get out of here. You're just stuck. Yeah. Like you did some you bad shit, up. dude. Yeah. And, um, I mean, of course that's going to fucking put anybody in their head. Like to me personally, there was a chance to save Michael and he, no, he would never be this fucking outstanding citizen or anything like that. But I think that they could have, he he had the opportunity to to save him, in my opinion, and he went about it the wrong way, and it contributed to his decline, his mental state decline, you know. And that's what kind of sucks. Yeah, I liked how he would do the shots where it was just him standing around in the mask. Yeah, it was the black and white. And he's talking over it. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, just going over how he's going downhill, slowly yeah. slipping away. That shit and was it, crazy. And it looked like he was in a hospital with no other fucking people. Yeah, I know, right? Dad, like, where's the people at? Yeah. But, uh, but so his thing, like, he shows up and he digs his, he puts like a crucified, Fox. Like rabbit? Huh? Like a fox. Something, yeah. yeah. On his mom's grave. And he stole the headstone. So, did he dig her up, or did he just take just take the gravestone? I think he just took the gravestone. And what I thought he was going to do it was remember in the first one, when he put the chick there and he had the headstone above her? Yeah. That's what I thought he was going to do with it. Because, yeah. you know, it had nods, like when he puts the... The ghost thing on with the glasses. Yeah. I mean, there's several nods to the, of course, you got to get the classic shot of him standing outside the window. 
Yeah, Peyton. creepy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, like the guy, Jamie, too, man. at the, the hospital that when the, they call the doctor and he comes in and he's like, you know, the guy with the, the weird accent? Yeah. The guy that owns the place? And he's like, where do you think yeah. he's going? He's like, you know where he's going. Going fucking home, dude. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Get Get it together. We've seen this movie, dog. He, he's headed to the house. <laughs> headed to the house. I thought that was cool, too, how he buried that knife and mask up there. Yeah, I know. I'm guessing he did that, like, after the murders, before. No, he wasn't wearing the mask when his mom came home, so he buried that shit yeah, after he did the, it. He, he knew he was going to get in trouble. Home. Yeah. Kept playing that card like, is everyone at home okay? Yeah. She's like, you little psycho fucking. Yeah. I thought it was well, cool too how you put in there like the whole mask obsession. Yeah. And when they come in there later on, those fucking old bad lieutenant decisions. <laughs> when he first goes yeah. in there, he's like, I'll fuck your world up. I'm yeah. Like, a world of pain down on you, you know? It's like, yeah. dude, this guy's like seven foot eight. <laughs> yeah, like for 400 real. 400 pounds, you know? All muscle. Zero body you know? fat. Yeah. But they when they go in there him. towards the end, he's just all oh, these masks on the wall, dude. Like, yeah. Corey Taylor wet dream. He had a thick neck, too, didn't he? Yeah. That dude was big. Yeah, he was. I think that's a requirement, dude. Like, Michael Myers got to be tall. Yeah. Fucking pinto cornbread eating motherfucker, you know? Yeah. Real big. Because he, he's here to fuck shit up and get bitches, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's his main goal, you know? Boat. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. But, uh, I mean, I still enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I don't know. When I, this is my thing. When I was a kid. I enjoyed the newer version better. But watching them back to back now older, like fucking almost 15 years older, I just appreciate the subtleties of the original way more than the remake this time around. And I'm not saying that the the remake is bad or that there's anything particularly wrong with it. Um, there's a lot of good stuff that I liked, but to me, it was just, what remake John, are you talking about? Halloween. This, I mean, which one? This one. This one's good, but I did like the McBride one bet more. Well, I like the original one better than this one. Yeah. Oh, the first um, one. Yeah, yeah. Because I, it's like he captured somehow captured lightning in a bottle. It was something that was never supposed to be anything other than this B horror film. Yeah. That that grew into this super giant, you know? And and you can tell why when you watch the original. And did it need to be remade? No. But to be fair, Halloween probably has the best like reboot slash remake yeah. out of the entire fucking slasher genre. Oh yeah. Right? Big time. I mean the Jason remake was okay. The uh, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie was okay, uh-uh. but this is very watchable and like very yeah. revisitable. 
Like, yeah, when I was watching, like, I was come like, God damn, how much longer? Dude, Nightmare on Elm Street was dog shit. Yeah. And, and Jason, Jason, Jackie, what's his name? And and Friday the 13th wasn't a good reboot at all either, dude. I, I In my opinion. Yeah. But I, I agree wholeheartedly with Halloween. Of the, the three that were remade, Halloween won. Oh, for sure. And you know, it's Rob Zombie, so you're going to get a little more gore. Mm-hmm. A little heavy on the gore. And with, but, the, with the McBride movie, they kind of did the less is more. Kind of yeah. like the original. Yeah. Um, but, but the gore was cool. I mean, hey. Well, the thing is, too, is like Rob Zombie did kind of hold back a little bit with it, though. Yeah, he didn't go too crazy because we've seen his crazy yeah. and he goes crazy. Yeah. In, in, in Rob Zombie terms, less was more. Yeah. Because he really He's like, I'm going to dial back to like eight. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go full 12 yeah. on him today. You know, I'm not going to sew fucking the dude from my, the office to an alligator. I was you know, yeah, like a fish costume. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what I was about to say, dude. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I mean, a little merman. Yeah. I Whoa. Mean, so, but, uh, the gore was good. And like his use of, of blood is very on point. Dude, you know the what I mean? Scene where, um, He's dumping Machete's head into that thing, and every time he does it, it gets darker. Yeah. And more comes out until you just, like, you really can't see it. Yeah. It's so dark. I thought that was a cool shot. Yeah, yeah. Dude's got some good camera work, man. You know, crazy to believe he picked all that up working on, like, fucking Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I know. Well, and he's, Rob Zombie is the director that does what he wants to do, right? So... Like he wants to make these little, you know, horror horror films. Oh, he's got a vision, and and he he excels at it. Now, I would love to see Rob Zombie do that Groucho movie because oh, he yeah, wanted. Dude. I think That'd be a that passion project off. for him. Yeah, and Just I hear him he could, talk about it. Yeah, but you can see, like, if you took away all the grungy dirtiness, and you use the the same. The, the same way that he shoots in a bi in a biopic or some drama, it would trans yeah. it would translate so well. I like because his, his use of lighting, like, yeah, it's, it's nice. And you can you know when you see zombie, yeah, you could see it, man. Yeah, like it's a zombie movie right here. So he, uh, I enjoy watching his films a lot, and I, there's a couple that I haven't watched. You know, we haven't seen the three from hell yet, but I've heard that it is not good. I've watched it. Oh, have you? Yeah. Well, heard it. Uh, not what you thought it was uh, going to be. Diminishing returns. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, their story ends. Yeah, dude. I don't even know how he brought that back. Like, I mean, you want me to tell you how he brought it back? Sure. I mean, they all survive. And they're all in, yeah, they're all in the hospital. They bust out. And, uh, uh, Captain Spaulding gets put to death. He gets sentenced to death. Uh huh. And, um, yeah, the rest of them get broke out. And that's. So he ain't even in the whole movie? No, he's just in a little. This was whenever he was real sick, sick, you know? And you could tell, like, when he was. 
because they did interviews. Um, the opening of the film was kind of like a documentary style, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Where they were they were interviewing them and doing like a um, an old like eighties twenty twenty piece on them. Yeah. The family um, that murdered, you know. Yeah. On a killing yeah. spree. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool. And but then once they break out and everything, then it. You know, it's yeah. just diminishing returns. It's the same thing as fucking Devil's Rejects. They're on the run. The law's after them. They got to get somewhere. And then it gets real fucking crazy at the end. Yeah. Like, dr- drug cartels start showing up and fucking uh, mariachi bands and fucking uh, this dude with one of those um, Ray Mysterio Jr. masks. Yeah. Shows, you know what I'm Yeah. I mean, they should have like, just left it at that. Yeah, I thought Devil's Rejects was good though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a lot. It was way different than that first one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but they should have just left it there. But you know, I agree. Wanted to bring them back and get them in there again. Lesson learned. Well, that was his. You know. So he did another one after this one because the way they set it up. Yeah, probably another movie, and then that was yeah. it, right? Yeah, only did it ends two. in that second okay. one. Yeah, I don't, I've never so. seen the second one. So I went to the th- checking it out. I went to the theaters and watched it, but it, I haven't watched it since it since I went to the theater to I watch. I barely it. remembered this one. I mean, dude, this was this been a minute ago. So yeah, but uh. But you know, it's Halloween, man, and and it feels good to watch Halloween films, you know. Damn, this movie's thirteen oh. years old. Yeah, right. Damn, where has the time gone? So, but uh, yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to rate it, guys. Yeah, man, I liked it, guys. I'm gonna give it a star. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I wanted him to kill the stepdad. Oh yeah, I wanted his ass to die. I was like, he's gonna be the first one. He was a piece of shit, and the way he got him was fucking. Oh, how did he not wake up when he, he was, was drunk, taping dude. his ass? Come on, man. <laughs> you see how much tape he had tape around his legs, his arms, his fucking head? Like that shit. That's gonna wake you the fuck up, dude. You think so? Man, it wake me up. <laughs> God damn. How drunk was he? I mean, sauced he, up. He fucked his arm up, so he's real drunk. Oh, yeah, you know? He's probably on painkillers and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. But when I saw yeah. that, I was like, come on, dude. I like that they did the whole. Almost every chick that he killed, he got the whole them crawling away. Yeah. And he's just right there behind them. Yeah. Where are you going? He really enjoyed watching them suffer, dude. Yeah. And die. Like when he held that dude up. Yeah. And stuck that knife in him and it stuck, he was stuck to the wall. I was like, nah, I have to go that deep. You know? <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. That's not going to hold his body up. It's a little overkill. But when, he was, when he would watch them die, dude, it's just to, you know, he really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. It was his passion project, dude. <laughs> yeah. When I give it a star, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did like that other one better. Yeah. 
It's just something about the way it was shot, and it really, you know, reminded me of the first one a lot. Yeah. So than this one. But yeah, I can't hate. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm gonna give it a full star as well because I mean, dude, it's a it's a pretty Michael unique Myers movie, dude. I mean, well, it, and it's a unique take on the Michael Myers story, right? And the, having the backstory his, and the yeah, it was different. The origin, yeah. And it was, uh, you know, it was the best out of all the uh, the horror classic horror remakes that we've got. So it's and that itself, it deserves it. Now you root for people to die, whether by you know choice or by Michael Myers, but it's all satisfying kills at the end of the day. Oh yeah, and. I mean, I hate to say this, but Zombie killed it. Yeah, cool mask design, too. Yeah, I like how he put his little touch on it where it had the rips in it. Yeah. Bury it there, you know, kind of rot away a little. Yeah. Cool mask design. And, dude, we've seen a lot of people put the suit on. And this dude did a good job. Yeah. He looked fucking creepy. It says here that before reinventing the legendary Halloween... Rob Zombie made the wise choice to inform John Carpenter about it. In response, Carpenter encouraged Zombie to make it his own. And he did. He did. So, bravo. I wonder what John thought about it after. You know he watched it. I bet he enjoyed it. Giving it a little backstory? Yeah. Well, you know, John Carpenter, this shit's going to live on forever. Yeah. It's not every day you create a character that, you know, 40 years later, yeah. you're still making movies about them like yeah. that. And they kill it at the box office. Yeah. And I kind of like how, like, you know, in this movie, like, everything happened on Halloween night. So. Yeah. Halloween, then guess what? He shows back up on Halloween. I'm back, bitch. What are the odds those guys go in there that night? He's like, he's like, I'm pissed off you pulled me from a drinking hole. Yeah. Big mistake going in there, dude. He's like, let's take the chick in here. That whole scene, dude, had zombie written all over it. It was real fucked up. Yeah, right? that whole scene, like, when he, yeah. like, you know, grabbed her and was like, you know, come here, boy. And I was just like, oh, this is fucking, they get yeah. all devil's rejects on them. Yeah. He's like, you smell that? Yeah. It got weird, dude. What do you think about it, Trav? I mean, there's not much more I could add, man, that you guys haven't already put. I give it a full star. I mean, my agree. I mean, my opinions on it holding up to the to the older films, you know, about line up with you guys. I think. I think any any type of criticism on it for a Halloween film is legitimate. Just it's on a nitpick level. Um, but yeah, full star, man. It's it's up there. It, it, it's a worthy entry into the franchise. Yeah, yeah. When it when it went off, I wasn't like, man, I'll never get that time back. And and I, and I know a lot of a lot of other people in the world kind of gave it flack but you know it was one of those films going in that you know zombie was like this is my take on it you know 
Yeah. We were warned. So, but he he honored he he paid homage to the original movies in ways that I thought were cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, no show this week, right? No. Not yet, anyway. We'll show up and show um, out later. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. But we do have a couple little titty bits here of uh, of of news, you know? What you so, got? Quibi. Oh, my God. Quibi shit the bed, yeah. guys. It's gone. And it shut down barely six months after going live. Uh, it says Quibi Holdings LLC is shutting down six months after launching its streaming service. A crash landing for a once highly touted startup that attracted some of the biggest names in Hollywood and had looked to revolutionize how people consume entertainment. Streaming service, which served up its sh- which served up shows in five to ten minute chapters. Uh, formatted to fit smartphone screens, has been plagued with problems since its April debut, facing lower-than-expected viewership and a lawsuit from a well-capitalized foe. Our failure was not for lack of trying, founder Jeffrey Katzenberg and chief executive Meg Whitman said in an open letter to employees and investors, we've considered and exhausted every option available to us. Here's, Here's an idea. Hire somebody to make a fucking app that you can download on your fucking TV. Yeah, dude, they fucked up with that. And, dude, not even quarantine could save this. No. People were stuck at home. And they had some good shit on there, dude. They had the fucking Reno 911 stuff, which, come on. Right? They had that on there? They had um, that stuff with uh, that diehard kind of ripoff. Kevin Hart and fucking what's his name? Yeah. But that's the thing, dude, because it was almost like, and they shot them, they're short episodes. It's like YouTube videos. Yeah. Why not just put it on fucking YouTube? Like, yeah. At least I can watch that on my TV. Like, now, here's the thing. Am, are we going to, because I still want to watch that Reno 911 stuff. Am I going to be able to access that? Is it just gone? I mean, they're going to put it somewhere? Or? It's, it's probably going to get bought up by another company. Maybe one of the streaming services picks it up and. Or I mean, or or it could just go to like QB on YouTube or something, you know. I saw where they returned. They decided to return the three hundred fifty million dollars yeah. instead of coming up with a new strategy. They were like, "Let's just give the fucking money back, dude, because this shit ain't gonna work." Yeah, I would love to know what kind do. The numbers had to be bad. Yeah, it had to be real, and not even the star power couldn't even save it. Well, I mean, look, man, we have not transitioned, and I don't think this is ever going to happen, but we have not transitioned into being able to consume the majority of our entertainment through our device that we carry around with us. Now, I've watched YouTube videos on my phone. Yeah. But I'm not watching a movie or a fucking TV show on my oh, fucking dude, I phone. I don't even want to watch it on a tablet. Yeah. I'll watch it on a tablet if I have to. Yeah, if you're on a trip. Yeah. But all those, 
Let me see if I can find what Quibi had. Well, you know, Quibi. dude, and they dropped like when Disney Plus dropped and yeah. bad timing, dude. And then, you know, dude, like, yeah, it was just a bad so. model, man. Whoever and, and people were saying it from the start. Yeah. Whenever they announced it, people were like, that's not going to go over well. But we got star power and a lot of fucking money, dude. So this is um, this is some of the stuff that we had on there. Most dangerous game. Uh, the Fugitive reboot was on there. Die Hard was on there. That was it. Um, home movie, The Princess Bride, which Those I haven't watched. Actually, looked anymore. hilarious. I saw some of them on it, YouTube. Yeah. Um. A bunch of reality shows. Uh, Reno 911, of course, was on there. The Workaholics guys, that show? That yeah. was on there. Yeah. Um, Aftermath was on there. Um, the Last American Vampire. Spielberg's After Dark. Um, this is This is some stuff that they were working on. Untitled Code 8 spinoff, Untitled Dexter Fletch series, and Untitled Ice Cube High series. Um, then you had comedies on there. You know, you had Varsity Blues, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, um, Black Coffee. You know, those are some of the films that they had on there. Um, they also had that horror anthology on there yeah. i can't find find it we watched, we watched the, trailer the trailer for yeah. it and it looked you know pretty good um 50 states of fright horror anthology yeah. two well, seasons go around eight, you know it's gonna jump around like each state was the trailer actually looked pretty good yeah um so my thing is like <clears throat> to recoup some of their money if they sell off the rights to all this stuff all the original content they'll make enough money back to break to hopefully break even to pay back right? what they spent maybe yeah so with that being said um i mean we all knew it was going to happen yeah do you think a better model would have been cuz the app was 4.99 a month would have been better to just have it like free with ads. Yes. That would have been better, right? They would have made money. Yeah. Hey, dude, you got enough people watching. Especially during quarantine. They're like, I can download the app and watch, you know, a little 10 minute video. Oh, but like the fugitive and, thing. Yeah. How long? I mean, how many episodes? Was it like 20, 10 minute episodes? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I like, think so. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing, though. It's an app at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So you're basing all of your programming information off of downloads to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, after the first quarter, maybe the first annual, then you're going to be looking at um, you're going to be looking at the content that's put on there to see what sells and what doesn't to inform your decision on green lighting things going forward, right? But you're going to be getting most of your information based off of downloads and based off of um, 
concurrent users yeah. that you have. So here's a better business model, right? You go, you know, four ninety nine a month. You you're able to Chromecast it or yep. Fire Stick it or Roku it to your TV, pull it up on the website and watch it, and then you've got it on your phone ad free. Free, the free model is you only get to download it on one device, and you watch it with ads because you watch it. I mean, now if you watch a YouTube video on your phone that's ten minutes long, you're gonna have to watch an ad. Might have one 90%. at the beginning, one at the end. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would have been a better model for sure. But they they shit the bed. And the reason why that I think that people funded this so much was because of the anti-piracy stuff yep. that was going on with it. But, like, dude, piracy is here to stay for now until the end of time. Uh-huh. The only way that you're going to combat piracy is to shut the Internet yeah, down. the only way. And, and that's not going to happen. And even if, if you, you do, do that, that, people will find a way. Yeah. So, I mean, if you put it up for free, though, and someone pirates it, then what are you losing? Because the person that's having to rip all that stuff is watching the ads, right? So, yeah. The way I look at it with the piracy people is if if they're going to pirate this shit, they were never going to pay for it to begin with. Exactly. That's why they're going to pirate it. Like, yeah. Um, but you might have someone that illegally downloads it and then tells like twenty people it was hilarious. You should watch it. Yeah. And then you know they're going to hop on there and watch it. Like, ads yeah. would have been better, man. I mean, dude, people on YouTube make millions of dollars. Hmm. So it can be done. Yeah. The numbers are there. For sure. I, I remember how cocky they were when they were going to start it. Yeah. They were real cocky about like, oh, we got, oh, we're doing this new streaming service and everybody's going to love it. Are yeah. they though? And it <laughs> failed during quarantine. Yeah. People were like running out of shit to watch. Yeah. But hey, you know. I've seen people on Twitter busting balls, dude. Good. That's what they get for thinking that a dumb fucking idea was going to be successful. Like they should have known somebody had to have pulled one of these people aside and said, so we're not putting it on PC. No. And we're not putting it on the fire stick. No. Or Roku. No. Big mistake. Google Chrome. No. Apple. Like the iOS Apple TV. No. Um, that's where they fucked themselves, dude. So people are only going to be able to watch this on their phones. Yes. Right. So you yeah. think that, that people are going to, yeah. You think well, that people are going to sit around at home and watch, hold their hot ass phone with their battery dying, plugged up to a charger with a Bluetooth speaker hooked up. Fuck no, yes. dude. They're going to pull Netflix mm-hmm. up and watch Joe Exotic fucking, you know, do meth. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. Um, if you're seeing that article, a lot of it was based off of TikTok. Because TikTok is so big, 
They thought yeah. they were going to do this and it was going to be huge. Well, here's the difference between Quibi and TikTok. Quibi's got you watching 10-minute episodes. A TikTok video is like less than a minute. So the time it takes you to watch fucking a Quibi episode, you don't watch 10, 15 TikToks. Like, yeah. It's like that low attention span shit, dude. That's what that is. It's just quick. They're not yeah, going to sit you- down and watch fucking full-length episodes. Like, that doesn't carry over. No. They, sh- they It was just miscalculation. But I do hope that someone gets the, you know, rights yeah. to all that stuff. Maybe Netflix or Hulu. I can see it going to Hulu. No. Because I would like to see, especially the Reno 911. Yeah, right. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. So we got Trav dropped a little something in here from Bloody Disgusting. Todd Farmer carves into Halloween 3D and his unique concept for a found footage Halloween film. So I saw where uh, BD dropped it and I felt it was absolutely appropriate for the current festivities. Yeah. But apparently it, it goes on to explain that, you know, there was going to be a third Rob Zombie Halloween. Uh, when it fell through, they were going to try a Halloween 3D film. Which I guess was. Halloween 3D was gonna be Rob Zombie sequel to Halloween 2. I like how they play on that too, like Halloween 3D. Yeah. Says our third trip to Haddonfield for this spooky season brings us to Halloween 3D, the unproduced sequel to Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Joining us for this chat is screenwriter Todd Farmer, who wrote My Bloody Valentine and Drive Angry, featuring to Phantom Limbs after previously delving into his unmade My Bloody Valentine Part 2. Mr. Farmer details this project's origins, his approach in following up the zombie films, and the bold found footage Halloween sequel that was all too briefly considered in the wake of the of Halloween 3D's demise. Um, we'd written and gone out with Drive Angry, and the Weinsteins wanted it. Uh, Mr. Farmer explains, detailing how he and writing partner Patrick Lussier became attached to the third entry in Dimension Films' Halloween reboot franchise, taking over the reins from exiting filmmaker Rob Zombie. We'd already struck a deal with Millennium Films at that point, and so there was some back and forth, as a, and as a result of them not being able to do Drive Angry, they offered us Halloween. Mr. Farmer <clears throat> notes that a year prior, he and Patrick Lucier had pitched Weinstein on remakes for Halloween and Scanners, which never came to pass. Yet Weinstein must have remembered their Halloween take, as he'd offered them the opportunity to tackle the franchise while Zombie was still in production on his own sequel. Um... I think he was about a weekend, and Bob called Patrick and said, we want you guys to do Halloween 3D. Now, at that point, we'd already cut a deal to do Drive Angry starting in January. By the time we got to that point, 
we had been in production on Halloween 3D soon enough so that we could be out of production by Christmas. In order to do that right, we had 10 days to write the script. We already had it beat out because we'd pitched Bob a year before, so we had this very detailed outline. They pulled the trigger. We met with Malik, um, current producer of the Halloween franchise, and son of previous franchise executive producer. Had some nice sushi, hit it off with him. I'd never met Malik. Having been the boss's kid myself, my dad ran a construction company. There's this idea of the boss's kid is kind of spoiled, blah, blah, blah. Um, in the, he talks about it. All right. Says here, the pitch was a standalone, but the concept within the whole insane asylum concept and Michael wooing his sister into a world of debauchery. All of that was from the original pitch. The thing that was changed was the opening act. We took that concept and started it with the Rob Zombie movie. Uh, during that time, I was writing. Pat, I was writing. Patrick had pulled Gary Tunacliffe. I don't know. Gary had done Patrick's blood effects on Dracula 2000. Um, Gary had found that old James T. Kirk mold. So what exactly was the approach for the new 3D sequel? Would it have followed on from Rob Zombie's rather polarizing vision of Michael Myers? I enjoyed Rob's Halloween. I would have done it differently in that I don't think I would have ever revealed the man behind the curtain that was Michael Myers. That was the scary part to me, not knowing who he was. But I certainly appreciated and loved the fact that it's out there because I like the idea that we have different versions of different movies. So the idea all along was to take it back to the shape, to take it back to the world of John Carpenter's Halloween without taking anything away from Rob Zombie's Halloween. Our opening was very much Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. The first act was sort of a reimagining of his third act and how things would have worked differently and then spin that into a whole new franchise. I think we opened on the murder of Loomis. They're in the shack. The place is surrounded by cops. We see Lori killing Michael. Then we pull back to reveal Michael standing over her, watching as she's actually killing Loomis. When she realizes that she's horse-stricken, she's in shock. Michael walks over, takes the mask off, and puts it over her head. She staggers to her feet and stumbles out of the shed and is now surrounded by cops. She falls to her knees, stunned. When she pulls the mask off, the world sort of goes into 3D. So the first 10 minutes of the movie was in 2D. Then it, then when she takes off the ma- when she takes off the mask, and we see through her point of view, the whole world goes into 3D. From there, Lori is taken into the grief-stricken Sheriff Brackett's custody. Michael reappears and attacks, knocking Brackett unconscious, and offering his sister his hand. She reluctantly takes it, vanishing with our brother into the night. Lori is probably dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. For sure. So, so her and Michael team up. On the third one? I mean, he's got the whole script in here, basically. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're reading a movie. Yeah, I know. That's very Rob Zombie. Do what? I said, that's real Rob Zombie. They, like, team up. Yeah, right. 
like she's um, been through some fucked up shit, so now she's going to Sherry Moon out. And yeah. Start killing with him. Yeah, they've got the whole synopsis. Like, I mean, pretty much the whole script here. That's probably why they didn't get made, though. Like, eh. Well, it would have been an interesting one-off. Yeah. Well, it's almost like a uh, a horror version of What If. Like, what oh, if, yeah. you know, what if Lori sided with Michael instead of trying to fight him and he saw something in her and, like, they just started going on a fucking crazy... Murdering spree. You know, yeah. I would have watched a found footage version of Halloween. Because, I mean, imagine how creepy they could have made that. Oh, yeah. Um, it says here, uh, we're bringing Tyler in, we're bringing Scout in. Meanwhile, we're shooting everything as though we're shooting behind the scenes stuff. We've got multiple people shooting everything, but they're doing it in the whole reality TV sort of way. You've got the moving cameras, the jerky cameras. So it's basically Big Brother or that sort of thing. It's a it's a behind okay. the scenes of the movie being made. We're taking scenes from the Howling 3D script and we're actually shooting those scenes. It looks like we're shooting that movie when in fact the actual movie is the documentary that's being made. So where would the horror in this found footage horror movie slash Halloween sequel come in. At some point, one of the crew members dies. People are shocked. They're all upset. Tyler, Tyler Maine, as Tyler Maine, Scout of Scout, Patrick is Patrick. I'm there. We're all very upset, and we're trying to keep this quiet. Don't even, don't even be filming this because there's no way we're going to release this. Let's just keep this quiet. So we basically create a found footage horror movie of the behind the scenes of the making of Halloween 3D. That's like some fucking Inception shit, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So they're talking about basically stealing what the Blair Witch Project did. Yeah. Michael so it would Myers. be. Yeah, so they would be making a, a Halloween film, and then the crew would start dying. Yeah. You know. It would have been an interesting concept for sure. So, did y'all know that they were doing a Children of the Corn remake? I was just looking at that, man. I had no idea that was being remade. Yeah, so it says Children of the Corn remake first look arrives following surprise release in two theaters. The Children of the Corn remake has been very quietly released in theaters. The reimagining of Stephen King's tale from director Kurt Wimmer was released in just two Florida theaters over the weekend. Depending on how things go, it may be expanded to more locations from there. At the very least, we now have a new poster as well as an image from the remake. They got the um, color down. Yeah, right. You look at the picture of the kids, it's got that color that the. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm talking about the real pasty. Yeah. I mean, I would watch a Children of the Corn remake. Sure, why not? I mean, we're yeah. making everything else. Well, it's crazy that they like that it's already released. out. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't like put it on VOD yeah. or no trailer part. Yeah, nothing. 
So, is there really no trailer? I don't remember Man, seeing. We haven't that. seen it, and we we look at them every week. Nah, dude, there's no fucking trailer. That's fucking weird. Talk about you know, not putting yeah. too much in the trailer. It's like we're not gonna do one at all. Yeah, we're just gonna drop it Halloween. Wild and crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spider-Man 3 is ready to go as Tom Holland arrives in Atlanta for filming. Mm. So that'll be out in about two years, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Stranger Things star. I don't know how to say this dude's first name. Dakri? Dakar? Billy, right. Yeah, Billy. Uh... Teases Wolverine role with now deleted X Men fan art. Let's see if it's check it out. I mean, it looks he looks pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm for it. You know? Oh yeah, dude. I just want them. I wasn't. Yeah. You know? Are you? I, I was. I got lost in reading on the found footage one. You know, the found footage film would have been great because I, cause I, as I was listening to you give off details, I was reading, even reading further with it. This could have been the modern version of Season of the Witch. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it's, it's, the more I'm thinking about it, the more of a badass idea. Like, they're making a Halloween movie based on Michael Myers. But, like, the crew starts dropping dead. New shit's come to light. Yeah. Yeah, like, even though it would, even, like, it, it wouldn't fit in with the series, like, Season of the Witch doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I would have watched it. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, I mean, Season would, Season kind of threw it in there that it's like, man, you like even though Michael Myers is synonymous with Halloween, any movie can be Halloween. Yeah. Um. I mean, the Evil Dead Rise has a female hero fighting urban deadites. Reveals Bruce Campbell. Okay. Evil Dead franchise is seen to be inextricably linked to the larger-than-life portrayal of the series hero Ash Williams by Bruce Campbell, so much so that previous attempts to make an Evil Dead movie with a new lead did not fare as well as hope. Now Campbell, who is producing Evil Dead Rise to be directed by Lee Cronin, has revealed that the film will feature another new lead who is female. This was a quote. Rebooting a series can be very confusing and frustrating and not always successful. Reboot, sequel, remake, we all have these crazy terms. What we're doing now is we're saying, look, this is another Evil Dead movie, and that book gets around, a lot of people run into it, and it's another story. The main key with Evil Dead is they're just regular people who are battling what seems to be a very unstoppable evil. And so that's where the horror comes in. It's not someone who's who's skilled. They're not fighting a soldier. They're not fighting a scientist. They're not fighting anybody more than your average neighbor. 
this one is going to be a similar thing. We're going to have a, a heroine, a woman in charge, and she's going to try and save her family. This is far from the first time a woman has taken the lead in an Evil Dead story. In the 2013 soft reboot of the franchise, a new character named Mia took the place of Ash in defending her companions inside a deserted cabin against a group of deadites, the undead species of monster brought to life by the evil book known as the Necronomicon. The plan was for Mia and Ash to team up in a sequel, but that plan never materialized after a a sequel failed to get greenlit. And to me, like, Evil Dead is the book, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's like, yeah, Ash is a very, a very important part of that. But you can do what? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. I said for us, like, you know, you know, like we're like. Yeah. We all fucking love Bruce Campbell. Yeah. But, but as long as the Ash, book's there. Yeah. Well, and Ash is almost one of those legacy characters, right? Like he is the he is the Superman in the Evil Dead universe. Like he's the one that shows up, shuts shit down, and fuck and then fucks it up even more. Yeah, you know? saves the day. Yeah. So my thing is, is have him be that legacy character. Continue on with making more Evil Dead content. Reference him if you have to. But I would love to see a different portrayal of Ash. You know what I mean? Like if they took like a red, the redneck version of Ash or the white trash, you know, which I mean, he's pretty fucking white trash. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, a little white Tanya play it. Oh my God! You know what I'm dude. saying, get the fuck out of town. That's amazing. You're you know? out to lunch. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. Like, just have some other like. Keep it going, it, man. Well, yeah, and then it's kind of perfect because in the first film, you play it straight, and then just have them go off the rails in the second film, and they've been fucking with this stuff for so long that it's almost made them crazy and they become the person that they're always meant to be, you know, or whatever. Um, but wherever the book goes, yeah. shit's going to follow. And, you know, yeah. In order to, in up. order to kill evil dead, dude, you'd have to destroy the book. But can you, I mean, yeah, right. They tried to, I mean, in the the show. yeah. So, So this is something I want to touch on this real quick because I, I I loved this movie growing up as much as cringy as it is. What is it? Uh, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, dude. So Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive reboot idea pitched by son Joe Hill. Uh oh. Joe Hill wants to write and direct a remake of the cult classic Maximum Overdrive. He has an excellent idea to remake Maximum Overdrive. He'll admitted that he would be into directing and writing a remake of the 1986 cult classic. The original comedy horror was written and directed by Hill's father, Stephen King, and it was far from a hit at the box office. The screenplay was inspired by 
and loosely based on King's short story Trucks, which was included in his first collection of short stories titled Night Shift. In a new interview with Mick Garris over at Bloody Disgusting, Joe Hill was asked if he would like to get into the world of directing. Without any hesitation, Hill responds, I would only want to jump into directing if I had a chance to do the reboot of Maximum Overdrive. He added, If someone offered me the chance to write and direct a relaunch of Maximum Overdrive, I'd jump at that in a second. When pushed further, Hill gave a loose idea of 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 what his take on the story would be. The time is right, okay? So basically, they're all the self-driving vehicles. So it's no longer a comet that sets them off. It's a virus in the electronics that sets them off. And so you've got these giant Tesla semi-trucks, you know, wiping everyone out. I think it could be great. Joe Hill's take on Maximo Overdrive sounds like it works. Sounds like it worked perfectly in today's world. But is anyone going to give him a chance to do so? It's entirely possible since Stephen King has admitted numerous times that he was not in the best headspace when they were making the original movie due to his drug abuse. Not even the soundtrack from ACDC could save the movie at the box office. Um, I, I think here, I, I found that article on Bloody Disgusting. I mm-hmm. think he did a podcast with that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, so I'm going to listen to that. Uh, the comments are all over the place. They're like, first comment up here, it just says, leave it alone. And then there's other yeah. people that are like, this is great. This guy right here, this is funny. He says, OP has the number for his dad's old Coke dealer. <laughs> I mean, I remember know. that movie as a kid, dude. And like, you know, seeing it young, it was just like these fucking cars are coming after these people. This fucking diesel. Like, yeah, that's scary as fuck, dude. Yeah. A car coming well, after think- you. Well, think about it this way. You know, we kind of talked about doing a reboot or a follow-up to um, Season of the Witch, right? Yeah. Oh, and one he could of, do a follow-up. Well, he could do a follow-up to it, but think one of the main things that we kind of focused on in our little, you know, quote-unquote pitch meeting for doing it was how technology is all around us now. And how important a cell phone in that story would be. Well, think about it in this case. What about the self-driving cars? Yeah. Well, everything is a machine now. Yeah. Yeah. So not only do you have to worry about a comet coming over and fucking the vehicles up, if it's something else that infects technology like that, then it could infect all of technology. Because in maximum overdrive, Coke machines were fucking people up, electric fucking butcher knives were fucking people up like all this technology now we're surrounded by even more technology so i think that he could do a really cool horror flick out of that this is what he said here he said the time is right okay so basically they're all the self-driving vehicles so no longer a comet sets them off it's a virus in the electronics that sets them off and so you got these giant tesla semi trucks you know, wiping everyone out. Yeah. I think it could be great. Yeah. And someone like hacks into it and puts that in there, you know, like the dude in a uh, season of the witch, the evil motherfucker. Yeah. Like he's, you know, yeah. Oh, it could, so, it could yeah. be awesome. He did a good job on that show. He did, right. Didn't he do a show with his dad? that was on Netflix. Yeah. Lock I think and it key. did well. Yeah. Like, he's turned out to be a little Stephen King of his own. 
Dude, he looks just like him. Yeah, it's weird, right? Holy shit, dude. Whoa. <laughs> Fucking picture. I'm I'll be saying, down to watch that. I would watch it in a heartbeat. I'll in pretty much damn... watch any Stephen King stuff that they do. Like, look at that, dude. Yeah. Identical. He's a twin. Yeah. They're twinning right here, you know? Trav, I did see. I remember, uh, I don't know if it was last episode or episode before, where uh, Griffin mentioned Halloween Town and Hocus Pocus. Well, you may be glad to know that the original cast is returning for Hocus Pocus 2. Well, well, The well. original cast. <laughs> well, yeah. well, well. Bette Midler <laughs> confirms it. Uh, something else we got to talk about, guys, because it happened during the week since we recorded the last episode. So Jared Leto has signed on to return for reshoots. Yeah. The Justice League. And here's what I'm going to say about we've talked, you know, hours. If you add it, we've probably talked 10 hours about the Snyder Cut and our like 350 something <laughs> hours of audio. We've probably maybe got more. at least 10 hours, maybe more, dude. But, what dude, they're doing some serious reshoots, guys. Yeah. Like when you think about how much of the movie they already had done. Like, yeah. they have pretty much come in and be like, all right, dude, we're going to let you make your fucking movie that you wanted to yeah. make, and you got full control, and you got the money. So we're not going to be seeing, like, storyboard shots. We're getting a fucking real movie, dude. And it's going to be long as fuck. Yeah. Like, they're going to pretty much let him do a season. Yeah. And that's great. I'm oh. glad Leto's coming back. I know a lot of people hated him, and I saw people on Twitter fucking losing Same their minds, like, dude. But we didn't like get possibly, enough. Seems like possibly we could get the storyline that was going to be stretched over five films, and we're going to yeah. get We're going to get fucking ten hours, dude. Yeah. I'm excited, dude. Yeah. Like not only are they going to give us the Justice League movie, the Snyder Cut, but they're going to give us the fucking director's cut. Like we're getting it all like, yeah, that's how they make up for it. And we said that all along. We were like, the only way they can make up for it is to let him do it. Release it. Yeah. If they, if this shit comes out and it slaps and you know, it will, yeah. it's going to slap guys. They made up for it. First, the Joker movie. Now this. Yeah. I'm, we're back in business. Speaking of ACDC, they got a new music video. Yeah, I haven't watched it it's yet. It's fucking awesome, dude. They still got it, dude. Do they? Dude's got the pops, man. And I'm like, I thought he couldn't hear. You know? He's like, <laughs> he's fucking. I watched this good. But I wanted to make sure to mention that because I'm excited because Jared Leto's a really good actor. Yeah. And he didn't get enough time to play with that character and like give us the the fucking very few scenes that he was in in yeah. the damn one the other movie. And see I think he was supposed to be in this one. Right. But he was gonna be in that Suicide Squad movie, which they fucked up, which they're fucking gonna fix. Yeah. Next suicide. They're fixing everything, dude. Everything's getting fixed. Finally. But I'm excited about that. 
Yeah. I know a lot of people hate his take on it and the way he looks, but, you know, they didn't want to do the same thing. That was funny the way Well, like a lot of people just hate it. The grill, the he's like no, a gangster. No, he's like, yeah, but that's his version. That's for just, for just a brief second. I thought you were meaning Zack Snyder. <laughs> oh, sorry. But I'm, I'm reading stuff. On, I'm reading stuff on the Justice League stuff while you were saying that, man. And, when you said that, I read Zack Snyder, because you could still kind of apply to it, because the, the people who hate Zack Snyder, I would imagine they'd say, he's fucking ugly, his movies yeah. suck. <laughs> like, you know, like, and there'll be uh, those people, dude, when this, when the Snyder I mean, Cut drops, there's oh, going to be those people that are all, they've already made their mind up that they're going to shit on it. But yeah. that's cool, that's though, because, happened. you know, who gives those a people fuck? ain't worth they're not worried about it. Those now. are the people like, that hate it. Fucking the Superman movie. The people that it's did never going to be good enough. I mean, my 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 argument to all of it's been: all these movies have been tying up. Just let the story finish. Yeah, yeah, let him do it, man. And they are. They're going to do it, man. Yeah, it's going to be badass. I'm going to watch it all in one day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna call in to work and be like, "Can't come in." Why? You might have to do a special pod. Yeah, my after if we find out when it's going live, I'll take the damn day off, oh. and we'll Don't we'll tease watch me. it. We'll we'll watch it, and then we'll set a time up that afternoon and do like a fucking a live reaction to oh, it. Oh God! <clears throat> yeah, or we like well, we can be like, "All right, guys." Let's fucking watch everybody the first cram episode. it and then let's get on when it's fresh and fucking just just two hours of just sucking Snyder yeah. off, you know, just Snyder suck. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. A little circle jerk where we'll just stroke the shaft and swallow the gravy. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yes. Did you see on the movie news sites where they're they're doing the Richard Pryor uh, biopic? Yeah, yeah. And there's backlash because it's the creator of Blackish going to do it. And there's some kind of backlash over it. Like, um, there's been many failed attempts at a Richard Pryor movie. I'm a big Richard Pryor fan. I've seen all of his movies. Yeah. Watched all of his stand up specials. Uh, which way is up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I hope they don't butcher that because. No. Huge fan. It says here that Tracy Morgan is Red Fox and Richard Pryor biopic. I make a movie, Milk Gibson. It says that Mike Epps. Oh, his Richard Pryor is perfect, dude. At one point, a version of the movie was coming together that would have Mm -hmm. possibly seen Mike Epps taking on the lead role. There is no word. I mean, he might still. That, that, one, would that be one's been spot. shut down for years. That yeah. was I've seen interviews with him talking about that like three years ago. Yeah. And then they're like, well, what happened? He's like, it's like in development hell. Yeah. But his well, Richard Pryor is good, dude. He can. He's got it. Hey, dude. And, and people are mad that the blackish. I've never seen that show. I've seen commercials for it. 
It's got that fat dude on. You know that funny dude from. Yeah. He's funny, but I don't know his name. But hey, at least it ain't Tyler Perry. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. I mean, at least it ain't him. I also yeah. saw an article where um, the new James Bond movie was going to stream on Apple only. Like, I guess it was going to do a theater thing, but it was going to go straight to Apple. Dude, Apple was going to pay them $800 million. But they didn't do it? The deal fell through. Because well, of the pushback and the... Well, they know that they can make that money in the theater. They know if they put that movie in the theater when the theater's popping again, when it's popping. I got, it's yeah. probably going to be popping again after, like, November the 5th. Yeah. Just to, just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. All theaters will just automatically reopen. Yeah, the day after. But that's that's one hell of a payout. Yeah, I would have took it. But I, I see, and I didn't read the entire article, so I don't know if that's like don't go to the theater straight to Apple. Yeah, but um, that's a yeah, dude. Because it's like Apple, dude. You're really banking on a lot of people subscribing to your service. That dude, not everyone's got Apple TV. Yeah. A lot of people don't fuck well, with Apple. I mean, I'd have found a way to watch it, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah. we're fucking real estate over here, bitch, you know? We get real deep on that internet. Yeah, for but, real. Uh, but I thought that number was crazy. Yeah. But it fell through, and it wasn't on uh, Apple's end. Well, I mean. They were willing to pay. Guys, is, is there some kind of uh a gorilla sh- show on Netflix. Do they have a cartoon what? or an animated series? I don't. I don't know. Well, I, I saw an article where it was like gorillas. You know the band. Yeah. That they're going to make an animated, <laughs> an animated uh, Netflix movie. And in the article, it was like, "Well, when the season's finished, we want to make a movie." And I'm like, "Is there already a show? What? How, how am I missing that?" No, but I'll watch it though. I'm useless. The future. Coming on. Coming on. Did you see that article? What were you going to say? I did see one thing I wanted to talk about. Is it Adam Sandler being in a fucking sci fi drama? No, but I do have some Adam Sandler news, though. Um, This is something different, though. Uh Adam Sandler, speaking of Adam, I'll do Adam Sandler, you do Adam Sandler, then I'll do the thing I was going to do. So Adam Sandler wants to do a a multiverse. No, I got something. I got Smokey and the Bandit news. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but Adam Sandler wants to do a cinematic universe uh-huh. of all of his, um, his view is skew. Well, he wants to bring all of his characters together. A la, uh, Avengers. No. So Billy Madison, happy Gilmore, little no. Nicky. He wants to bring them all together and Make do a it. film. Give them the money. Yeah. 
Let them do it right fucking now. I watched well, that Hubie Halloween movie. Yeah, and, and that kind of lightly does it. You watch it, Trev? Yeah. A lot of throwbacks, right? Yeah, dude. O'Doyle a rules. <laughs> a lot of throwbacks, dude. Well, you, you can Big see time. where maybe he was trying to test the waters with that. Well, I love that's Adam what, Sandler, dude, and I'm all about that. Well, he said that he wanted to bring all of his old characters back and then maybe bring well, some dude. new characters in and have them go on an adventure together. Can you imagine little Nicky. Yes. And fucking Big Daddy. Yes. Like, all right. You know, little Nicky's like, <laughs> get into the flash, cash, cash. You know? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, dude. Wait, who else we got? Water Boy? Yeah, of course. Mama said that. Mama said that. see what mama's got to say. <laughs> who else we got? That's it, I mean, right? you got Billy Madison. Happy Gilmore, yep. Little Nicky, Nicky. Waterboy, Water Boy. I think that's Big Daddy. Maybe Big Daddy, but that's kind of, I mean. That's just him. Yeah. Uh, what about fucking the one where he got all that money? Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. Yeah. I feel like some of those we don't have to do. Like, wasn't he like Click? Uh, we don't have to do Click. Yeah, but, that shit you know, was sad. But what about like Mr. Deeds fund something for? Him? Oh, he's pay- you know, Oh, he's the one that brings the Avengers together, like the yeah. like the doctor on uh, what you call it? Yeah. Damn, what's that show? Doom um, Patrol. Yeah. He's the one that brings them together. Yeah. I think that would be great. I would watch one hundred percent down. Yeah, DTW. Right. I, I know that that Hubie Halloween got a lot of like flat. Yeah, but I enjoyed it, man. It was a silly good time, dude. P- dude, people that saw that trailer and then watched that movie and didn't like it, they're out to lunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Out to fucking they're out lunch. to fucking lunch, dude. Incels. Yeah. <laughs> so what? A uh, sci-fi? Well, drama I just saw what? an article earlier where they he's trying. He wants to do a sci-fi drama with Netflix because he's got this big deal, dude. And it's from the d- director of uh, Chernobyl. Yeah. You know, and in the article, they were like, think about, like, Adam Sandler's Event Horizon. Okay. You know, Adam Sandler's Gravity. Look, we, we have got to watch Uncut Gems. I, I know, dude. Because I That's the reason in the article it. they were talking about that. They were like, after Uncut Gems. And, you know, we've seen him in some serious shit like that 9-11 movie. Yeah. That shit was sad. Yeah, he's done some it sad shit. Yeah, but apparently, uncut gems is like he should have got an Oscar. Yeah, and I've got it, and you know we need to throw it in there soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we hop off his Halloween dick, yeah, go we'll hop right we on should, his. We we should put that in in the next rotation. Yeah, man, I think. the next month. Yeah, did we have something we were going? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, we got yeah, something, yeah. and it's after this episode, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but maybe after that movie, we can throw that in. Yeah, I think we should. Dude. Yeah, because I haven't watched it, dude. I'm podlocked well, on it. And, I mean, it's November. We just did horror. We did some sci-fi before. We should do some drama for for th- uh, for um, little, Thanksgiving. And then we can drama do... Drama November? 
Yeah, and then we can come back in with some fucking. Well, right here it says holiday. crime, dark comedy. Love it. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, sold American. Uh, the the last thing, and I fucking lost the article. I accidentally oh, closed. No, it. check your history. But, oh yeah, I don't want to go back. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not fucking the one streaming. Mm-hmm. All right, so I found it right here. It is so Smokey and Bandit TV show is happening. With, where? where are they putting it? Who's doing wait, it? Wait, I got to tell you who's doing it with Halloween team and Seth MacFarlane. Halloween team? Danny McBride? Yes. No, dude, is he going to play fucking dude? I don't. It says, oh here my God, Sm- I hope he plays dude, man. Smokey and the Bandit TV show is happening at Universal, Universal oh Content Productions. David Gordon Green's Roughhouse Pictures is teaming with Seth MacFarlane's Fuzzy Door to bring the 1977 big screen classic to the small screen. Burt Reynolds and Sally Field starred in the original, which was the second highest grossing movie of the year behind Star Wars. Since then, the movie has been a permanent fixture in pop culture. Um, it says that the Smokey and the Bandit series is described as an epic adventure of family, small town crime, unlikely heroes legend and legacy inspired by the genre of 70s and 80s drive-in double features the series explores the crossroads where humble realities meet those larger than life all in a blast of tailpipe exhaust david gordon green is set to direct the pilot and co-write with brian sides seth mcfarlane and erica huggins from fuzzy door will executive produce alongside green danny mcbride jody hill and Brandon James of Rough House Pictures. So they may not be in it, but they're and it's a TV series. Yes, because he, he's going to direct the pilot episode. I'm seeing that where uh, Danny McBride is going to be executive producer. Like, but hey, dude, if I am down, thing? dude, and I want them to trickle their comedy in there. Like, oh, it's it'll be. I look, there. dude. I like Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, but I don't want him to play the lead in the movie. No, I want him to be the lead. I like him, dude. I don't, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, <laughs> but I don't he? want him to play the lead in the movie. Have you seen his Twitter lately? Anyway, um, <laughs> but I am, dude. That's awesome. It's weird that like they got him involved. Yeah, I know. Like when they could have just done it themselves. Well, but I, want I think that Danny McBride. I want that. Uh, uh, Righteous Gemstones. I want that. Yeah. That's what I want, that kind of comedy. Because you, you got to update it, man. you got to hit them with that. It's got to get the 21 Jump Street treatment. Yeah, for if sure. If not, you don't do it. I think it will. It's going to be fucking hilarious. Yeah. This you know who would be... Idea. You know who might be perfect casting for... Uh, I've got two ideas for who casting for Burt Reynolds, right? Not Chris Pratt, is it? No. Who you got? You got two? All right. One is kind of a goofy choice, and one is a real choice. Goofy choice, you get fucking jackass himself, Johnny Knoxville in there. Okay. Or you go ballsy with it, and you cast fucking Adam Driver with that southern accent. Okay. What about little Walt to, Goggins? I think Walt he, he Goggins got a, he could do be, he could do a a supporting role. Sheriff, no, Sheriff Buford team. Just there you go. But yeah, I want dude. him in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't picture him as the lead. No, but he would be a perfect. Adam Driver would be good. It's got to be somebody, dude, that's got a little meat on their bones. 
Yeah. And can rock a fucking killer mustache. Yeah. I think he can do it. The only reason I said Walton Goggins is because of that Bronco shit. Oh my God. It's like he was already doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I love Smokey and the Bandit, dude. Me too. I watched it recently, actually. Really? Yeah. I was over at Marina's parents and it was on one of the movie uh, stations. Just came on. So we sat there and watched the whole thing. Holds up. Fucking hilarious. Burt Reynolds is shit. Yeah. And I, dude. We got to put this in November too. That Burt, that last Burt Reynolds film. Yeah, the one where they kind of did. The, yeah, dude. Like the, I still haven't the, watched it. I haven't either. The great, the the greatest actor alive. Yeah, or the last alive, something like that. The yeah, but uh, it was like a love letter to him. Yeah, and it was the last thing he did before he passed, and like, it was. The everybody that watched it said it was the best, the last movie Bert, star. Yes, yeah, and it's true though. I mean, he was a fucking movie star, dude. What's crazy, he had, dude, is he's got one, two, three, four, five movies after that. One just completed. Wow! But that's gonna be the that he was a main in that. Yeah, I remember listening to a podcast. Yeah, was it Kevin Smith? Yeah, where yeah. he gushed. Oh, dude. Cried. He cried. Yeah. yeah. I mean, y'all remember hard, him in strip tease? Yeah. When he, yeah. Yeah. Playing that congressman? Yeah. That shit's hilarious. Boogie Nights? Come on, dude. He was great in Boogie Nights. Great. That, dude. And he really is, dude. Like, when you think about it, he's the last, like, movie star. He's like movie star royalty. Like, kind of like yeah. Sean Connery. Yeah. You know, they're they're on this level of just Well when you think of um when you think to me, when you think of like movie star, you think of like the Frank Sinatra of yeah. movies, right? Old and school. he was he was the Frank Sinatra of movies. Like back like, when, when you were a movie star it meant something. He had that movie star swag, oh, dude. dude. <laughs> But no, yeah, no. I'm re- I'm ready for trailers though. But yeah, that's awesome. Movie stuff. I didn't see that anywhere. It was way in the list. Isn't it as deep? Yeah, it was deep. But I fountained it. <laughs> I fountained it. But yeah, that's I mean, gonna be that's gonna be fucking great. Oh, dude, we just you have know, to wait so goddamn long to see it. I know. Wait, after we do trailers, do we share the email? Yeah, we got to, right? I've dropped it in there. Yeah. I seize it. And the trailer. We got to watch that, too. Yeah, I got I'm pulling it up as well. Now, there was only a few trailers, and I was real, you know, because it was getting later in the evening, and I was kind of picky on them. Yeah. No, that's Too deep on a dive. Yeah. My vape's not working. Code red, dude. No bueno. Yeah, no bueno for sure. We got some good trailers, though, here. Yeah, there was a few. I'm watching this guy stream, and he is fucking awful. Ooh. <laughs> that guy that we played against last night. Did you subscribe to him? 
Yeah. Me too. But he is bad. Hey, you know who played? I, this has got nothing to do with the pod, but Shroud was playing Rogue Company, dude. Oh, shit. And his video has over 500,000 hits. Fucking right. Spreading it. I think that update came out today. The Halloween huh? update. Yeah, I think. All right. Uh, keep it real. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. All right, hang on. I'm pulling my my trailer machine up. Your trailer station? Your yeah. tration? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. Smokey and the Bandit, dude. I'm excited about that. Dude, if they don't put Walton Goggins in that, they're fucking up. Yeah. I'm going to get that some bitch. Wait, you know who could play him? Who? The guy from the uh, Sonic movie. Oh, yeah. With the mustache. He could be funny. Yeah. It just, and you know, got, he's kind of got that young, you know, you got, they got to have that look, dude. Dark hair. Yeah. Mustache. Tall. Yeah. Who's going to play Snowman? I don't know, dude. Uh, I've got it, dude. If we're going to go with, with country singer, right? Uh-huh. We bring... Oh, we bring. I know what you're gonna say. Sturgill. I know what you're gonna say, dude. <laughs> He's already fucking... been in one movie. Yeah, he was in the Hunt, dude. And his role in that movie is hilarious. He plays like Florida man. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, why not? You know, Sturgill, dude. I, as soon as you said country singer, I'm like, Nelson? you know, yeah. And he does the fucking song. He does his version of Eastbound and Down, oh. and it's real fucking sad, dude. It'll make slow. you cry. Yeah. His Bluegrass album's good, dude. It's like, Eastbound Down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what we got? What trailer are we watching first? The Midnight Sky. Was this the Clooney movie? It is the Clooney. It's, yeah. the, it's the Clooney. The Clooney. I don't know. Trav, you got it up? Yep. Okay, I'm ready. Let me drop my comment. Netflix is killing it. Three, two, one, play. In that sky. Five-eye movie? I think so. Okay. Sequel to Gravity or prequel? Because it's space, dude. <laughs> Nobody can hear you scream. Might be a little fucking space little horror movie, dude. This December. It's like he's doing McConaughey and in Inception. Not Inception. Interstellar. 
I mean, I'm in, dude. I'm. That looks I'm fucking that amazing. Directed by George, dude. What? I want it. When's it coming out? December the twenty third. That's too far away. Uh, it'll be here for you know it. Yeah, I know. It'll be here tomorrow. It's two days before Christmas, dude. <sighs> that looks really fucking good, man. Yeah. It gave me wandering earth vibes. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it for our families. Are we? Yeah, to the What are the numbers, Mason? <laughs> Mason. Uh, Wayne, I'm ready for. Is this Bruce Wayne? Wayne? Oh. We're different Wayne. I don't know. It's Amazon Prime. Do I ever notice that their logo thing kind of looks like a. Dong? Yeah. yeah, it does. That's uh, got that. What's that? What's that dude's name? Bezos. Yeah, Jeff. That's his way of getting his dick out in the world. Wow, he's a dick. That's well. It's uh, that's how he pulls the measuring tape out and measures his. Well, dick. when someone he was, walks- he was like, "I need you to make me a logo." They were like, "Here you go, dick." Yeah, you cocksucker. All right, y'all ready? Yeah. Ready, Trev? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Wayne. What is this? Oh, this is Wayne. He's going to fuck that dude up. Ooh. this. They British? Oh. Yeah. What's that guy's name? Woo! Wayne don't do he's got nunchucks. He's like in love with her. Yeah. There it goes. <laughs> that dude looks like Phoebe. Yeah. Fat Moby. This looks interesting. The song choice. <laughs> Keep hanging around. He's going to show you his wang. It's a series. Fucking crazy, dude. 
Uh, it, it looks like super British. Yeah, which like I'm DTW. Me the fuck up, dude. Yeah, yeah. Holy prick. Wayne, you done fucked up now, boy. Yeah. Who is this fucking guy, isn't it? Yeah, you fucking prick. He's a prick, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> now, got Dreamland with fucking uh, Itanya herself. Yeah. And dude, before, like before Itanya, you know, she was in Wolf of Wall Street, and I ain't really fucked with her much, because like, but after oh, watching I Tanya, I'm like, you got some chops, so yeah, yeah, I fuck with it. So we got to see because it might be another, you know. Wait, I'm ready. You'll get an Oscars with somebody saying, "Ready, Trav?" Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Dreamland. Is it a western? I hope so. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, Galilaxia. I'm an old man. Oh, Great yeah, Depression. Dude. Well, there will be blood up in here. Hey, Bonnie and Clyde. What is he doing? It's its own little Bonnie and Clyde, dude. It's Bonnie fuck Clyde, you know? Yeah, bro. Mm. All right. Damn. It do- it does have a Bonnie and Clyde thing going on though. Yeah. It looks good, man. That's Bonnie I- and Simp. <laughs> <laughs> That is Bonnie and Sam. She's gonna get him in trouble. <laughs> she going She ain't even gonna put it on him, and uh, he's gonna be like, "I'll kill the whole." He's world. trying to get it. <laughs> yeah, she's like thirty gifted. Fuck that fifty. <laughs> he's like, I'm all out of change. I might let you look at it. Yeah, I'll I'll let you dream about it. How about that? I already been doing that. The name of this movie. 
Skylines. Is this Skyline they, three? It is. It's like seven. Oh. All right. So, so this is the third. I didn't even know they made a sequel to Skyline. What do you mean yeah. Skyline? What were y'all talking about? That alien invasion movie that came out several several years ago. It was it was it came out around the same time as like Battle Los Angeles and a lot of those other alien uh, invasion movies. This is the one with the blue light. That's what I remember. <laughs> so they came out with Skyline in 2010. Went to the theaters and watched it. Not gonna say who with. Then they came out with Beyond Skyline in 2017. So this, um, okay, okay, I'm ready. Second part, not good though. The first one was okay. The first I one think had. I remember it. Yeah, it was the. Alien invasion. They were in the in the apartment building. Oh, they took you. They took the brain out of the guy. Let me look at the trailer. Let me get a for feel the, for it. For the original one? No, this one. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's look right, at three, it. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> Walking Dead. Aftermath. The guards. Megalomania. Yeah. Look at this place. Look at guards. The fuck's it's in like a those. It's like the prawns in a suit. Like the suits from uh, Independence Day. She can fly the ship. Got fucking VFX. Did y'all watch the second one? No. I didn't even know they would made a second one. No. Starship Trooper. Pitch black. Aliens look cool. This looks like a BBC TV show. Yeah, right. That's what it looks like. Definitely shot on some Doctor Who sound stages. Yeah. Damn. I think we need to watch the whole trilogy. Let me look up. 2010's when that... Ooh, and it got a 2 out of 5? 
It's not terrible, dude. And then they made another one seven years later. Yeah. I I, I think I remember this. Did you say you went to the theater? Yeah. I went on a date. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this movie. I recognize the main guy in it. Highly doubt he's in any of the others. Man, it can't be. Oh, yeah. And I believe it had Sergeant Lieutenant Batista. Yeah, it did. It did. That's him. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Look, Lieutenant Batista. Hello, Dexter. All right. That's on the radar, you know? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, if we do it, we got to watch all three of them. Uh, yeah, I got. I mean, I remember the first one after looking at the the main guy. Yeah. Looks like the king and the sting. It looks like he got stung by a bee. Yeah, right. Batista. All right, y'all ready for the next one? I'm ready. Wander. Aaron Eckhart. Tommy Lee Jones. Two-Face. Yeah, yeah. Glad to see two two Two-Faces. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm always down. We'll say, what's up, Slick? I wonder what kind of time. Dude, Tommy Lee's always the same, right? Yeah. He's always got that, you know, what's up, Slick? He's got that. Texas West. He's got that. I had a dream last night. (laughs) You remember when he was in No Country? Yeah. Uh, Guy was looking down a well. All right, Slick. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, play. I haven't seen Aaron Eckhart in a while. I love, I love that guy. That Thank you for not smoking? Yeah. Thank you for smoking? Yeah. All right, here we go. That's his voice, Two-Face. So this is his taking. Oh. Low and slow, baby. I like the way it's shot. Yeah. Ooh. It's like Arizona or something. The cartel, motherfucker. What's that? Okay. Here's the thing, man. Tommy Lee Jones is at a point in his career where he does not make a movie if he didn't think the script was good. Yeah, for sure. Probably Aaron Eckhart, too. I mean, yeah. So 
I don't know how well the script's going to translate to the screen, but when they read it, it was fire. Yeah. The trailer looks good, though. I want to know what's happening there. Got a little... I don't know, dude. I like it. I like it. Oh, that's it. Damn. We got one more. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read this real quick. All right. So we got an email the other day. Our email, by the way, is uh, what? Realestatepodcast at gmail.com. So if you ever want to reach out to us or give us any movie recommendations, be sure to do that. Because we got an email from this guy named Nick. And this is what it said. Hi, guys. My name's Nick. And a while back, I stumbled across a movie I had never heard of. It completely blew me away. And so ever since, I've been desperately trying to convince everyone across movie fandom to give it a shot and hopefully drag out of complete obscurity. The movie's called The Beast of War, a.k.a. The Beast, from 1988, directed by Kevin Reynolds, starring George Zunza. I, I never can pronounce that guy's name. Uh, Jason Patrick and Stephen Bauer. It was only released in two screens across the whole of the U.S. by Columbia Pictures. And I kid you not when I say this is the best Hollywood film you've never heard of. Quentin Tarantino's old writing partner, Roger Avery, has it down as the best movie of 1988 on Letterboxd. And he also has it down as one of his 20 Desert Island films with Apocalypse Now being the only other war film. This film has a rating of 7.3 on IMDb, 3.5 on Letterboxd, but not a single critic's review on Rotten Tomatoes. But it does have an audience score of 84%. A couple podcasts that have reviewed it, and favorably, War Horse vs. War Machine and the Retro Movie Geeks podcast, the latter on the basis of my recommendation. I continue to pester Criterion to do something to save the movie from continual obscurity, but I no longer get anything back from them. Oh well. Please seek this film out. It's available on DVD and streaming, so it won't be difficult to track down. And if you do see it, let me know if you agree with me that this might be one of the 10 best American movies of the 1980s. One way or another, we need to find a way to raise this movie's profile and prevent it from continual obscurity once and for all. Just check out the trailer. Thank you. So, this guy sent us an email and needless to say, I never heard of this movie. Never. No. Heard a lot of the people that's in it, but never the movie. Never. Little trailer guys. And whenever Yeah, the trailer this, was right under it. Yeah. This is the thing, guys. If you go out of your way to email us a movie recommendation. We're going to we watch it. Yeah, if we haven't already reviewed it on the podcast, we're going to watch it. Because one of the sole reasons that we do this podcast is to, A, get together with our friends and talk about movies. And B, watch movies we've never seen before. And movies that we love, whether we've seen them or not. So, if you, anybody out there is interested in 
having us watch their favorite movie, send us an email. We'll read it and we'll watch it. We'll give you an and, honest review. Yeah. And and to Nick, Nick, if you're listening, how did you find out about this? I'm gonna email the guy. You gotta too. email him, dude. I'm gonna I haven't yet, but I'm yeah, gonna email hit him, him up this week. Yeah. So he can get on, you know. Yeah. Because and I wanna ask so if if you don't listen to the podcast, Nick, I'm gonna include this in the email, but if at all possible, please record like an audio snippet because I want to know how you came across this film to begin with. The extent that you went to Criterion to try to get this pulled out of obscurity and what their reaction to it was and why you personally love the film. That's what I'm saying, man. As much as I want to see this movie now, because like those are fighting words. He's like the best movie you've never seen. Yeah, I'll be the judge of that, but I want to know why he's on this mission. Yeah. And he's seeking out podcasts. Yeah. People that write articles like, yeah, he's trying to bring this movie back from pretty much the dead, dude. Yeah. Because we're pretty tapped in. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, And this is just, you know, and and it is an older movie. I can't remember the. Did he say what? 1988. Wow. Yeah. So I want to know, like, I want to know your your journey. Let's watch the trailer, guys. All right, y'all ready? Yes, I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. Afghanistan. All right. 32 years later, we still have boots on the ground there. Yeah. Um, one of the things I thought when I watched that trailer and I I can't wait to watch the movie because I want to kind of see if it's, you know, I thought fury with the tank. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all got that vibe? Like, yeah. Cause that whole movie is based around a tank and it looks like this is going to be tank heavy, heavy. Yeah. What call it for sure. But uh, I'm excited to watch that, and 
I have <clears throat> ordered a copy of this DVD and it is widescreen and not a six forty by four eighty. Okay, okay. Um, you can hear in that trailer the hiss of the VHS. Yeah, dude, that was VHS. Yeah, I miss it. You know, and it's it had that guy. There's people standing outside in a war. Yeah. What will they think of next? Yeah. So, I mean, Nick, I'm. Thank, thanks for the email, man. Yeah, for I, real. I, I was, I was a pig in mud, dude. Trav hit me up the other day and was like, got an email. I went straight to it, pulled it up, read it, was like, we're for sure watching it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me so, verify I mean, that. It is. I got an email. Oh, okay. I verified you. You're verified. You've been you. verified.com. Yay. Um, this is awesome. It We've is. been waiting for this. 187 yeah. episodes. And someone came in yeah. clutch and was like, y'all got to check out the best movie you've never seen. Yeah. And I'm excited to watch it. And like the Griff said, if there's anybody else out there in the ether, man, if, anyone, uh, if you've got the itch to sling us a recommendation, anything, just drop the email and we will absolutely, we'll bring it, you know, you can always hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, but the email is the best place. <clears throat> so I'm excited to see it and that hiss dude you I, you can hear the hiss of the VHS like yeah. somebody straight up put a had that shit recorded and put a VHS in and hit it with a capture card and yeah, record right. it so they could put it on YouTube just, yeah, the fact, yeah. just the fact that somebody went through all that trouble fucking Andrew Wright with 366 yeah. subscribers and there was a better version of that trailer, but that was the version that he sent us. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to watch that one. Yeah. So I like a good war movie. So we we're for sure watching that next week. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do, we're going to do gemstones, uncut gems. Yes. The week after, but next week we're watching this and, I hope dude hits us back. You know, yeah. if, if we get the I really, audio, I hope we get the audio. Yeah, I hope so. Cause that'd be great. We'll, we'll put him in here. We'll hear his story and, uh, we're going down the rabbit hole on this one. I'm, I'm excited. Especially like, to hear, because you know, like, y'all know. Yeah. We big fans of Tarantino up in here. Oh, yeah. At least some of us. <clears throat> but, uh. <laughs> to hear those writing partners, like, put it on his list with Apocalypse Now? Yeah. Come on. And I and I hope, dude, I hope, I have a feeling, man, like, you know, read the email. And I'm going yeah. in with that. I'm. We're, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be better than hard to be a guy. 
<laughs> for sure. The trailer was already the trailer was better than hard to be a guy. Yeah, because it wasn't hard to watch. But I think that's it. We've covered everything. It's uh, anybody, I mean, oh, you got anything? Else. Nah, we're good, right? Trav, you good? You good? We're good. Um, go out and vote. Yeah, got to vote. Go, go out and vote. Also, we're not gonna sit here and tell you who to vote for. Just go out and vote. Yeah. Anybody. Just vote. vote. Let your voice be heard. Yeah. It's your right as an American. Also, have a fucking happy Halloween, man. Yeah, we won't be back. It's just a few days away. Yeah, I know this year's been weird. The year's weird. (laughs) Year's weird, dude. It's been a weird year, man. Yeah, and if you if you don't have if you live in a place where you don't have the opportunity to take your kids out to go trick or treating and all that stuff, that should be happening. Buy them a big ass bag of candy and enjoy spending time with your family. Because me personally, all right, every year my grandmother cooks five crock. Wait, y'all have a fucking Halloween dinner? Wait, I, I I gotta fill you in. Five crock pots, each one with a different soup in it, right? So we got the chili, uh-huh. we got the beef stew, we got the potato soup. You got like the five we, bean soup? We got the five can soup, we okay. got the taco soup, right? Taco soup's so, one of my favorites. So every year, for years, me, my brothers, my cousins, whoever, that was old enough Everyone to not go. Up. Yeah. We would all show up. And then my little cousins and my little nephews and all these, you know, yeah, whoever. Coming in with a little candy bags. And trick or treat and eat a bowl blunder. of soup. Yeah. Hang out for a little while and they'd leave and it would be a constant revolving door of different family members. Yeah. I have not been able to do that since I started working at this job that I'm currently working at. Yeah. But this year, gonna, Halloween. It's on a Saturday. It's on a Saturday. And I'm going to get to spend some time. Yeah. Spend some time with my family, eating soup, cracking jokes and making fun of each other. And it's going to be Cokes, you know? Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Uh, So enjoy the time with your family. Don't worry about, look, don't worry about what's going on in the world. Hey, it's Halloween. You already got a mask on. Yeah, exactly. Get out there. Yeah. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. And vote. And vote. Vote. Get your ass out there.